Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast, as always, presented by our good friends over at Scentlock. Um, now, last week you heard me talk about the new blackout um, color from Scentlock, which is absolutely phenomenal. I wore it in the blind last week. What I love about it most is I'm, I'm used to just wearing a hoodie. Um, if I'm in a blind, I want to wear black. I just wear a black hoodie. Now they're producing high-quality hunting gear that's all in that black, so you can black out inside of your blind. So I would highly encourage you to check that out. Check that out if you have not. This is a special episode. We uh, we always put out our episodes on Wednesday morning. This is a special one coming to you on a Friday uh, because it's launch week and Bear Archery has just put out their new bows. So if you didn't tune in on Wednesday, um, we talked about with with Ryan Schutz and Ted there from Bear. We talked every detail on the new bow. Um, so I would highly encourage you to, to jump back to Wednesday's episode where we talk about every spec on the new bow, why Bear chose to do the things they did. But now we're going to review those bows um, and give our thoughts on the bows. So I've got two of the um, well-known bow reviewers in the industry is what I'll call them. Um, I've got Brian Dickus from Mike's Archery and I've got Dave Thomas from Bow Hunter Planet. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing great. Doing well. Just driving the hunt camp. Can't beat that. <laughs> you can absolutely <laughs> not beat that. And it's you can't beat better than us. Yeah, definitely better than me. <laughs> you absolutely can't beat new bow launch time either. It, it is super one of our favorite times of the year, that's for sure. Yeah. You boys stay super busy this time of year putting out videos. Uh oh God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the truth. You get a little tired of shooting all the new bows? No. Not me. Not me. <laughs> no. I, I like shooting new bows. It's, it's too much fun to see what, what's there, you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, gentlemen, before we jump in, give us a quick introduction to yourself. I know you've both been on the show before, um, and and most people who are familiar with Bear Archery are familiar with both of you, gentlemen, uh, but, but give us a quick introduction to yourselves. You want to go first, Dave? Yeah, sure. Uh, Dave Thomas, Bowhunter Planet. I've uh, been doing this since 09. And back then I, I had an idea that was just to really start to help the bow companies with getting bow reviews online and building the archery community to do that. And, and so we just really focused heavily on trying to promote archery and the sport of archery and really try to make it cool to, to people then using the internet. And that was one of the things that today we're still trying to, to do as much as we can. And we're trying to follow the trends and it's very hard sometimes, you know, with TikTok and there's supposedly a new one coming from Elon Musk called X and, uh, you know, so we're always on the, trying to jump on the front end here 
to get, you know, the heritage going. And I, I kind of look at it a little bit like Fred Bear, you know, it was like one of the things he did. And one of the things we really want to do is just continue that heritage and help do it. So, and bow reviews are how we do that. It's a lot of fun and, and make it exciting for people. Now, just so everybody knows, like, I, I don't know if you've kind of drawn this, this line in the sand with these two guys. The reason I want both of them on to give their reviews, uh, me and Dave talked briefly yesterday. Um, I'm sorry, Monday. We talked briefly Monday. Um, Dave gives you more of the review from an everyday bow hunter. Uh, he's not a pro shop guy. He's not working on bows every day. He's not, um, but he's the type of guy that he wants to give you that review. You walk into a bow shop, you pick them all up. Here's my thoughts. On the other hand, Brian is a very well-respected uh, pro shop owner. Um, owns a massive shop there, Mike's Archery. So he's constantly working on these bows. He's constantly dealing with the bows. Um, and so he gives us that review from that pro shop side of things. Um, now, of course, there's a lot of, a lot of, of you know, crossover between the two, but uh, they do give you a little bit of, of a different look on different things. Uh, so Brian, give us a quick introduction to yourself, my friend. Sure thing. Brian Dickus, Mike's Archery over here in Ironton, Ohio. And uh, as far as the online stuff, I mean, we've been doing, we've been in business over 50 years uh, as far as a, a shop and a wholesaler and a retailer. And so just been in the industry literally my entire life since I was a little tiny kid. I grew up in it. And then, you know, as far as the online bow reviews, it was something we looked at, you know, I want to say four years ago now, maybe five. And it was just something we started playing with and we was like, you know what, let's, let's just throw this out there and see what happens. And like you said, we, I don't, we kind of come at it from a different angle when it comes to this stuff. And you know, we try to give a somewhat unbiased, um, you know, we are, I mean, I don't know that we're partial to anybody really because we, we carry all the brands, but at the same time, we try to be as impartial, give you true specs, just breakdowns, um, you know, our opinions on some things, uh, but we don't go much further than that. It's just kind of a, you know, cut and dry. We try to keep everything the same through all of it. Uh, so when we're testing these bows, we try to keep, you know, what we're doing as far as the, the speeds and, and just all the noise rating and the stuff that we've incorporated in there and the weights and all that stuff. We want to keep it real. We want to keep it honest. We want to keep it consistent from one bow manufacturer to the other. So if a guy wants to give those specs a true, true comparison, you know, they can use us. Uh, and then we get, we throw a little opinion in there as well. Cause we, you, oh, we all got an opinion. Um, and that's always going to be there. Um, but man, these, these new bear bows are, are pretty phenomenal. I mean, you guys have taken a, a leap forward. That's for sure. Well, and that's what, let me just say this. There's a lot of people to put out bow reviews and I don't watch a lot of them, uh, because you'll quickly learn who's biased and who's not like, you'll quickly learn when they pick up a bow, um, that that's not the company they prefer. Um, and they're just trying to put it out to have content. And then you watch the video of the bow they do prefer. And it's like, this is the greatest bow ever made. This is the one you have to shoot for the year. Um, these two gentlemen here consistently put out unbiased bow reviews. And that's another reason why I chose you two to kind of give us your thoughts and opinions and reviews of these bows. Um, it wasn't just a these guys do reviews. Let's pick them. Um, so there was a reason behind that because, you know, I believe you have to be kind of careful. I mean, cause you can start going down some rabbit holes and watching reviews of people and, you know, get a long way off track. So, um, I don't want to spend a ton of time on this bow, uh, because we did, 
we had on Aaron Warbritton from the hunting public to give, you know, kind of their review of the bow. Uh, but I do think it's worth, worth mentioning your thoughts on the adapt, um, the single cam bow that bear partnered with, um, with the hunting public on, um, what are your thoughts on the adapt Dave? Uh, I actually have not shot the adapt yet. So that's one that I'm still waiting to shoot, but I will say this, uh, what I love about the adapt is the single cam bow. I love a good single cam bow. I love the bear still does that. I also love the fact, the price point of it. So those things alone tell me it's going to be an awesome bow. And from the looks of it, it looked to be pretty much the same specs, um, as the legend X are except for a single cam, but I'm not, you know, positive on how they did it or decided to do it, but it looked pretty identical except for the cam system. Um, so I'm hoping that it's just as smooth, but I, Brian probably be able to tell you more because yeah, I'm I mean, sure he shot it. I mean, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I mean, when that thing came out, if you're wanting smooth, it's smooth. But a one cam is always going to deliver that, and uh, you know it's not going to be the fastest bow you're going to put in your hands. And again, one cams traditionally are not, um, but it's got a great feel. I mean, it really does. And if you're wanting smooth, easy draw cycle, you know maybe you're getting a little older with bad shoulders or whatever. Uh, it, it just rolls over super nice. And uh, I would, you know, you were mentioning it being similar specs to that Legend XR. I would probably compare it even more so to like the Species EV um, just because, you know, single cam to single cam uh, specs are pretty similar there. And then, you know, that grip was the other thing I think we highlighted uh, when we reviewed that bow was that new grip that you guys put on there. Um, I don't know if I, AirPod? AirPod, I think? Yeah. So it's just a, it's just a good feel in your hand. And I, I just like the texture of it too. Yeah. That was one thing that the hunting public like specifically wanted was that grip and, and they raved about the grip and they loved it. And once you pick it up, it's like, I never go back to another grip. Um, so throughout this episode, I'll stop on the two bows that I'm going to be shooting. Um, this will be one of the ones that I will be shooting for 2023. Uh, the adapt, I'm going to have it set up with a hot wire. Um, this is, particularly a whitetail bow um, that I will be hunting with. Um, so I have it set up with the hot wire. 95% um, of the time I shoot a React Trio. Uh, but again, with this being a specific whitetail um, tree stand ground blind bow for me, um, I'm just going to go with the hot wire. Uh, I'm going to go with a SureShot Pro, um, and, which is a whisker biscuit, a Hitman 8-inch stabilizer, a hex light quiver, and uh, my arrow setup is going to be a silencer uh, uh, shaft from Deer Crossing Archery um, in a 300 spine. Uh, and I'm going to, if you got, if you're going hunting public, you got to go full hunting public. So uh, it's going to be a super uh, heavy arrow at 545 grains with 190 out front. Um, actually going to run. Knock him over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm actually going to run the new bear uh, single bevel broadhead on that bow. Um, and so that will be one of the setups that I run um, because just, again, like Brian alluded to, super smooth, super easy to draw, super easy uh, to shoot. It's a joy to shoot. I mean, it's it's easy to shoot, um, which is, you know, what I want in a whitetail bow because um, a lot of times when you're sitting in that tree stand, it's five degrees and you're bundled up and you're freezing cold. I don't want to fight a bow. I want to draw a buttery smooth bow back. And and again, like Brian said, literally knock them off their feet when the arrow hits them. Um, so that'll be one of the setups I run. Um, before we jump into kind of the two, um, what I'll call meat of this episode, uh, let me give a shout out to my, to my good friends over at Buck Bourbon. If you 
are any kind of, of feed and supplement type person on your properties. Uh, if you run mineral sites or feed um, your, your deer to supplement their food, which, you know, I was, I always did a little bit of, but this year um, forced me to do a lot more of because it's so dry and the food sources aren't there like they normally are. Um, and so I started looking a lot into what food to supplement for my deer. Um, and I quickly landed on buck bourbon. They're phenomenal. I love their products. I love their mineral. I love their feed. Um, so if you haven't tried Buck Bourbon, stop in at your local, you know, uh, farm and fleet store um, and find it. It's also at Sportsman's Warehouse and Walmart, or you can go to BuckBourbon.com. Use code Hunting One Hundred One for fifteen percent off anything on their website. Um, it's a phenomenal product. If you run any kind of feed or mineral, I would highly encourage you to try Buck Bourbon. Um, all right, Brian. I don't want to jump all the way to the execute yet, but let's look at the legend XR. Um, what are your thoughts on the legend XR? So my thoughts on it, um, going to be a really nice bow for your guy. That's not wanting to go to that top end. Um, there was a couple features on it that we noticed, uh, the adjustability and I don't want to compare it to, um, the cruiser or the legit that you've had in the past. There's some upgrades on that bow that kind of set it apart from the legit um specs are somewhat similar as far as speed and whatnot uh, but the redesign of that cam uh, you should get considerably better performance and if you're shooting a heavier arrow uh, i think it's going to hold uh it's just you know kinetic energy throughout that it's going to be have better performance uh, than some of those bows but still have that adjustability and uh, that moving stop on the cable that's going to allow you to adjust that down. If you do need to drop it down to lightweight for whether it be a kid or a woman, you know, or a guy that just doesn't want to shoot a lot of weight, you know, Dave yeah. had Nugent a while ago, at, you know, shooting 45 pound, you know, if that's all you need and that's all you can handle, then by all means keep hunting. I'd rather have you shooting that thing at light poundage than, uh, than necessarily going to a crossbow full on. Not that I'm against crossbows, but, uh, you know, I'd rather keep you out there with a regular bow, uh, shooting for as long as you can. So, so that little bit of technology that they change, I think, is going to keep that performance if you have to take this bow to a lighter uh, weight. And, and I know a lot of times when you take a legit or those, you know, Cruiser G3, the new one, or the, the old G2, uh, if you had to crank that down to 30, 35 pounds, it, you can do it. People can shoot it. It's not going to perform well. Uh, it's just right. not where if, if you need that really lightweight, you should probably look at a bow that doesn't max at 70 pounds you know, if you want the best performance out of it. Yeah. So Brian, being a, a, a bow tech, what causes a bow? Because we've, we've all heard it said that a bow is going to perform best at its peak weight and length. Like if I shoot a bow at 70 pounds, 30 inch straw, that's going to shoot better than a bow. If I crank it down to 60 and shoot it at 27, what causes that? Why does that happen? A couple things. One being the cam. You know, a cam's designed to fit a, a specific range. It's going to perform the best in a certain slot. Um, as most of these bow manufacturers have gone to modules, that takes up the cable slack. That's where you're getting the change of weight, change of uh, draw cycle and, and draw length, is rolling those cables through it at a different pace. Um, now, it's it still said, I mean, if you want the best performance, a specific draw cam is still going to give you the best performance uh, across everything because that right. cam is engineered to fit 
that specific draw length of whatever it needs to be. So, at, so as you change that and you move those limb pockets out, you back those limb pockets out, you're, you're rolling the cam different, you're changing the angle of the string uh, differently, and it just wasn't engineered to perform at that spot. Um, and yeah. that's what causes you those changes. Now, just so everybody knows, this bow's coming in at four hundred and fifty nine dollars. Um, so when we say budget bow, it's a budget bow. Um, now, let me just say this: what I've come to expect from all the mid level bows from Bear, they do not perform like a mid level bow. The Bear Alaskan, jumping back to last year's bow, which is still in the lineup, but the Bear Alaskan was one of my favorite shooting bows last year. Um, just an absolute pleasure to shoot. Now, for all of you thugs out there that think you're too good for a $459 bow, Mr. Chuck Adams took that Alaskan to Alaska and shot three new world records in a week um, with a quote-unquote mid-level bow. So you're not going to outshoot this bow. You're not going to outshoot really any bows these days. So um, just like Brian was alluding to, I mean, my wife shoots a legit, and she punched through two two does last year at 47 pounds. Um, so you don't, you don't have to break the bank to get a good bow. Um, and this bow is is a prime example of that. Now, Dave, you seem to have really enjoyed this the XR. Um, tell me your thoughts on it. Yeah, the Legend XR to me was, I, honestly, I would say one of the smoothest bows I've shot, especially in the price point. I was blown away by, you know, 560 ready to hunt package. You know, it, it's just such a, in my opinion, like when I think of bear and I think of what, you know, you guys have done with these price points, it just, I just absolutely love it. Uh, and like Brian said, just keeping people in the field longer with a compound is awesome. Like, I mean, just having that ability to hunt longer and use a compound to do it is, is absolutely astonishing to me. But I think, you know, again, with this bow, um, I enjoyed this bow thoroughly. I, I was, I could absolutely hunt with this bow. No problem. I mean, it is that nice of a bow. And I thought for the price, it'd be hard, you know, to beat it, uh, with that DHC XR cam, it, again, super smooth. And I, I, it's hard to imagine the adapt smoother, but you know, apparently it is, but I, I just like, wow, it's pretty dang smooth for a two cam bow. And I just, I couldn't believe it. I'm very happy with what I saw with that bow. Um, they sent it to us in the bottomlands from Mossy Oak. I thought it looked absolutely stunning in that camo as well. Um, and I just, again, I think it gives people a huge advantage at these price points to get out and hunt and, uh, not break the bank. Now, Dave, uh, Brian compared to the adapt, um, how does this bow on, on a smoothness terms, how does this bow compare to the, uh, to the adapt? I mean, it's still smooth, but it's a, it's still a two cam bow. Uh, so you've got that drop at the back end, um, you know, it's just going to come into the valley a little harder uh, at the back end of it. Now, throughout the front end of it, I mean, it's not stacking up on the front end at all. Um, I think Dave's going to notice, you know, once he gets his hands on one of those adapts and starts playing with it, that it, it's it's always that back end on a two cam when you drop into whatever percent let off you've got on it. I think Legend XR was what, 80, 80 85. I've done forgot. <laughs> but anyway, so. You know, when you drop from that peak draw curve into that, you know, your back wall, um, a two-cam bow is just always going to have a little bit of just tunk at the end. Um, and, you know, the adapt just doesn't have it. <laughs> right. 85. So, 85. I looked it up. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so for, I didn't memorize it. Just to be clear, I looked it up. 
I, I'm sure Dave has the same problem. After you have reviewed every single bow from every single manufacturer, yep. then somebody walks in and goes, uh, so what's the uh, brace height on that? It's like, I don't know. Hold on. <laughs> why I have Did a you check board. the website? That's why I have a whiteboard in front of me when I'm talking, so I don't look stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Brian, let's go from a pro shop standpoint. Other than smoothness, why would somebody choose a single cam over a dual cam and vice versa? Oh, wow. 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 Loaded question. That is a loaded question. What, do you want me to ask you the easy stuff? to you. What's your opinion? No, um, <laughs> my opinion is this. My opinion is I enjoy the, I enjoy the back wall of a dual cam. Uh, I enjoy getting there and it just being rock solid at full draw. Um, was it quite as smooth getting there? Maybe not. Um, but I enjoy um, that feel in, in the in the back of my draw that a dual cam gives me. Um, obviously, speed, um, it comes big it, into that. You're, you're um, always going to pick up a little better performance, a little better speed out of a dual cam. And you're right. Back walls should be more solid. And, you know, I always come back to anytime anybody walks in the shop, my opinion goes out the door. I don't right. walk in with a hard opinion on much of anything. If you walk in here and tell me, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. Then I can probably point you in a direction. If you walk in here and say, Hey, I got a budget and I want to spend $600 today and no more then Hey, I may try to come in under it and give you the best bang for your buck. But you know, I want to put a bow in your hand that makes you happy at the end of the day. And if right. you walk back there and you say, Hey, I shot the adapt. I don't like it. And then you don't like it. That's, that's right. Or I, you know, I, I got this legend XR and man, that feels great. Or man, it, I, I hate the way that bow feels. It just doesn't, you know, whatever. That's why there's literally 80 different mo models of bows out there or more is so you can pick one up that fits what's going to make you the happiest. And whether that be price point, whether that be feel, whether it be performance, I mean, there's just so many options out there that I don't want to totally be opinionated and push it on people that, oh, yeah, this is this is the best thing that you have to have. Now, if you tell me I got to be in this price point and I want super smooth, then I'm going to say, well, let's look at the adapt. If you say, hey, I want the most speed and the most performance I can get out of it, then let's swing this direction. Let's look at the Legend XR or maybe something else. Um, there, there's just so many options out there to put it together. You know, if you walk in and tell me I want a $1,200 bow and I want the best of everything, then by golly, we'll walk you out of here at three grand uh, and have yeah. she's doing it to you. <laughs> yeah. But if you walk in here and tell me you're not that guy, then I'm not going to walk over here and say, well, then let's look at this new execute 32 because it's 1200 bucks, but I right. want to be at six. Then let's not look at that. You yeah. know, right. There's so yeah. many shops that, or, or folks that just want to be that opinionated and push that on a, on a customer, uh, I hear it all the time when people call us or people walk in the shop, whatever. And it's like, you know, I walked in and they wanted me, you know, I told them this and they went immediately here. And it's like, I don't know what to say. Like, it's not right. A yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I, I sell it to people all the time. I said, you know, go to, go to your pro shop, tell them where you want to be money wise, start with that. So at least they know what, what to show you. Like, Hey, if it's 700 bucks, here's what I have for 700 and less. Right. I mean, there's got to be a starting point that you guys have to under, you know, know yeah. somebody has to give you something, you know, to tell you, Hey, I want to be smooth, but I also can only spend 600 bucks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's okay. Well, with a, we're not going to look at a Matthews V3X. It's just, that's <laughs> not where we're walking you to. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, <laughs> let me say, I got, I got to say this. I got a negative review on this podcast. Um, it popped up and said, you got a negative review. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's cool. Let's go see what it said. You, you should and, check, check my negative reviews. Yeah. <laughs> oh, me too. Wait, you, you left negative them. reviews on? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, in a quick hair in a long time ago, so don't dwell on it too hard, Dylan. <laughs> no, no, it was comical, though. It literally, I literally laughed at this one because the only thing negative they had is. to say, the only thing negative they had to say was that we talk about bear too much. And I'm like, <laughs> literally, Bear Archery's podcast. Like, literally, it's their podcast. So, um, they went around if you started talking about other things. <laughs> so if you if you came to this episode looking for reviews on all the new 2023 bows, that's not what you're getting. You're getting the reviews on the new 2023 bows <laughs> from Bear uh, because this is Bear's new podcast. Now I say all that to say this: I am still a proponent of go to your pro shop, roll into Mike's Archery, and pick up every single bow. Don't listen to this episode and say, "Oh, Dylan's shooting the Adapt. That's what I'm going to shoot." Oh, Mike said the XQ32 shot. Or not, Mike. Brian said the execute 32 shot better than any other bow this year. That's what I'm going to shoot. Don't do that because you might get that bow in the mail and say, I don't like this bow. Uh, because just because we like a bow or say this is the best bow that we've shot this year doesn't mean you're going to like that bow the most. Um, so go to your pro shop, pick up every single bow um, and figure out what you like. And that's what you should shoot. Um, we're just trying to give you our thoughts on this 2023 lineup from bear. Um, like I said, everybody's so different anyway. I mean, I literally took a phone call from a guy this morning. It was like, Hey, I, what do you have down there? That'll fit me. I'm 31 and a half, 32 inch draw. Well, at that point, literally 85 to 90% of the bows on the market are don't not fit you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and vice versa that you have a woman walk in and goes, Hey, I'm 24 inch draw. Okay. Well, we're limited. If you happen to be one of those, people that fall in the middle of I'm 28, 29, I can pull 60 to 70 pounds. Then the world is your playground. Um, Literally <laughs> like that. Everybody made everything for you, um, yeah. but there's exceptions to that. And, and then you get into, like I said, a lot of personal preference, you know, there may be some brand loyalty. There may be that, Hey, my dad shot a bare bow and he, you know, or they gave me a bare bow and it was my first one when I was a kid. And I want to want to go back to that. You know, there's a lot of things that play into the opinions and the factors of why you pick a bow. Yeah. Now, Brian, what was your what was your thought when you saw? Because you've already mentioned the price of the execute. When you saw Bear finally make that leap and go to that next price point, because this is something I want to talk about. Uh, because I saw a lot of negative reviews on the price that kind of made me mad. What was your thought when you saw Bear jump to that? Um. It's just not where they've been before. And it broke out of what I would say those their their normal spot they had stayed. And not not that that's a bad thing, uh, but right. but what I am saying about that is there is also a perception of bear archery being the every man's bow, the common man's bow, and you still have a ton of models there that fit just like we're talking about that legend XR. So if you're still that five, $600 guy, $700 guy, then most certainly, you know, bear has probably the best and most options of anybody out there for you. And Bingo. so they, they have traditionally advertised and pushed themselves that direction. And even with their flagship stuff with a thousand bucks, you could come in and go, Hey, 
Bear made a flagship bow. It's really nice. Shoots really good. We're not trying to be Matthews and Hoyt. You know, we're yeah. not going to be Bowtech and Elite. And that's kind of how I always took the perception of what Bear was doing, was saying, we made a flagship bow, but it's only a thousand bucks instead of twelve. Um, and I mentioned this in our reviews. I don't know where the other bow companies are going to be yet. You guys are always the earliest to to release, so I don't know if the new new Hoyt, the new Matthews, whatever they have coming in their aluminum riser bows, are now going to be twelve ninety nine and thirteen ninety nine instead of a thousand ninety nine. I don't know. They very right. well be. Um, so they may still there may still be a couple hundred dollars difference between where Bear's at and where everybody else is at. But with that said, Bear stepped up. They took a lot of what we see in in a Matthews or a Hoyt or a Bowtech with the wider limb stance, with the threaded axles, with um, you know the the options on the cam with that EKO cam it was always a good cam. It was always a solid you know platform cam that had a lot of adjustment. But I felt like they took some other technology, and I don't want to – so many people's bows are very similar, and everybody's bow is really good. (laughs) But at the same time, Bear went where everybody else was already. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. And that's why – like Here is a wide stance, solid platform, smooth shooting bow, tons of adjustment on the cam. You got your adjustment on let off, which, you know – most of them have that 80, 85, 90. So you've got all that. And now you can say, here it is. Bear has a bow that is equivalent to everybody else's and, and yeah. taking nothing away from a refine at a thousand bucks. But if a guy walked into my shop, my personal opinion was a refine is a great bow. Go shoot it. I still don't think it performs and shoots as well as one of these other top level bows. It was close, but I did not feel that it, it was a direct competition. Right. Now I think they got something that's direct competition. Bingo. And that's why, and I, again, I don't want this to become a rant on cost and, and my response to people's response to the cost. Um, but everything was like for a bear, 1200 bucks, no way. And I'm like, well, you've wanted bear to compete with all these other companies quality wise for so long that now they do. And if you want that same quality out of, out of a bear, then you're going to have to pay for the same cost out of, out of a bear. So, um, Dave, you kind of took the, the, the economy approach to bears new price increase. Yeah. I mean, I, to be honest with you guys, I love good competition. Like I love it. Like I love that bear launched a bow that hits the price points of the other brands. I just, me too. I just love competition when it comes to these things, especially with bear because they have such history uh, if anybody has the right to be in that spot, it is bear archery, in my opinion. And I, I always felt that bear not having bows in that category was a mistake. And also with the perception, if only sitting around for such a short period of time, was at a high level. I'll get, I'll say that a little bit too high in price, but um, I love that they did it. I love they took the guts to do something like that. And I love the fact that they're going after the $1,200 market. Um do I think the bow is going to compete? I do. I think the bow is awesome. It's got a nice wide stance. Like Brian said, it's got the new pocket. It's, you know, so there is a reason you're going to have those costs as well. I mean, if you're going to do a bow, that's completely different, you're talking a whole new limb, you know, their muscle limb before, I mean, they've had it for so long. It's not like it cost them a lot to make compared to now having to do a whole new limb, which lesser volume. When we look at, if you, if you know anything about purchasing, but so a lot of these things, you know, change the price of these things. And I'm assuming 
there'll be less volume of this execute than there will be of some of these other ones that we're seeing the adapt and all these with mass quantity. So you're going to have a higher price. There's no doubt about it, especially when you're going after that market and you're doing the same type of stuff as the other guys are doing. Um, where it goes from here, I don't know. You know, I shot the bow. I thought it was great. I was impressed. I talked to Ryan for, you know, a good hour, a couple hours on our podcast about it. And it was really nice to see them moving forward. And I think it's not a bad thing. I think Bear has the room to play, to make a decision and let it try for a few years, you know, maybe do it for 10 years. Who knows, right? Stick it in a, a bow at that price point and see how it goes. But like I said, if we're talking history, you know, it's one of the oldest brands and absolutely has the right to be in that in that spot. Yeah. I agree with that. Now that's that's in essence that's the whole point behind this, uh, because Bears flagship bows were at a nine ninety nine price point, and they weren't in that category of being fifteen hundred, seventeen hundred, somehow now even nineteen hundred. Um, they weren't in that price point. Now Bear is competing in that range, but they still offer you the refine at the nine ninety nine price point, and they're still offering you mid level bows at six hundred and fifty and five hundred and fifty and four hundred fifty. They literally offer you a bow at every price point. Um so without that being with with that being said, um, you know, I believe most people probably came here for a review of the execute. So Brian, I want you to cover the 30. Uh Dave, I want you to cover the 32. And then I want you to both to give me your thoughts on the comparison between the twos. I know one thing. I should have brought notes of what the heck I did on these bows. You almost said this could be a test. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like I should have rewrote my whiteboard that I used when I'm doing these videos and set it over here in the corner so I'd be like, oh, yeah, specs. Here they are. <laughs> now, we don't we don't necessarily have to go over specs um, because, again, if you're you're here to listen no, to specs. I, yeah, obviously. You can, you can look that up. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, jump back to last week or, or Wednesday's episode, and we go over every single speck of every bow. Just so you guys know the difference in these bows, hence the name, 32-inch axle-to-axle versus 30-inch axle-to-axle. Um, so, Brian, give us your thoughts on the 30. So the 30, you would pick the bow that is not in my wheelhouse. So, And, and, this, is, and this, is, this is one of those personal things. So... I don't like short axle to axle bows. Obviously, I get to shoot all these bows. I get to test all these bows. I run through the specs on all these bows. If I was going to walk back in my shop, and if you knew what I was shooting, it's like I'm never going to shoot a 30-inch bow, okay? That's actually With, why I chose you because yeah. I knew you would give me an unbiased review of a, of a short <laughs> axle to axle bow. Yeah, so that, that's the first thing. So I, I may have a slightly skewed to – I'm six foot two and 250 pounds and 30 inches axle to axle is a toy feeling bow in my hand. And I don't like it um, with a 29 and a half inch draw. It's like, okay, my draw length is a half inch short of the axle to axle on this bow, which is all reasons why I like a 33 to 35 inch axle to axle bow. If I'm going to walk back there and pick something off the shelf. So with that said, um, you know, comparing the two, uh, the 30 had a little bit harsher back wall dropping into it through that draw cycle. Um, and that's because of that axle axle, Yeah, but it was still good. It still felt really good. Uh, very solid. Again, if you want to throw a, a limb stop on that thing to get totally rock solid, it's there, but even without it, um, at 90% let off, it felt good. If you run through those other, uh, let off mod stops there and kind of adjust it 80, 85, I don't know if too many people on the planet still want to shoot 75, but, you know, 
if you want to just to have a little more weight in your hand to get off the string better, um, then you've got those adjustments there. Uh, it obviously it shortens up the valley uh, at that point, and you know it's going to have a little more. Oh, it wants to come, and I mean it wants to just go when you're at full draw. It's just wanting to pull out of your hand, so you just got to stand on it harder and, and pull through the shot harder at 80 and 85 more so than you do 90. Um, but I mean, after reviewing those bows and shooting those bows, when they came in, uh, we started looking at them and, and here I think is, this is going to be a side tangent. I feel like a lot of guys watch and I'm sure bow hunter plant reviews the same way. They look at these things and they see me and Dave in front of the camera and they think like, I'm the only guy who shot this bow or I'm the only like, in our reviews, we keep it short. I shoot one arrow so you can see me draw it. You can see the speed. But then I go through all these. If you're dumb enough to not realize that we probably shot 50-plus arrows through this bow uh, to get to where we're at, I don't know how to help you. But, you know, I obviously – it's not like we go, boom, one arrow. Oh, cool. Here's how we got all these – like, there's yeah. a whole day of process that goes through this. And I have the other guys in the shop shoot the bow. Uh, before we give our opinion, we kind of talk about it. What did you think? What did you think? How did it feel to you? What do you think about it? And then I'm trying to summarize all that to the viewer. And I'm sure Bowhunter Plant does the same thing over there. There's, It's not just Dave pulling it back and shooting it a couple right. times. See, there it is. Um, so, but when I shot this boat, we were pretty impressed. I'm not going to lie. Uh, for you to go to the $1,200 price point, we felt like you had to bring something to the table. And if you didn't, it was going to be a massive failure. But I would say you brought it to the table with those two bows, more so than you have with any bow in the past, uh, given the consumer exactly what I would expect out of all the other brands, top-end stuff. Yeah. Um, but feel, fit, you know, all that stuff, the bow's fantastic. The bow shoots very well. Um, I, there's very little bad to say about the thing. I mean, it, it's right there competing with all those top brand names. And I think if a guy is wanting to spend 1200 bucks on a bow and then outfit it with some high quality accessories, you know, whether it be a react one, you know, a react trio at, at 300 bucks and put on that thing and the best rest, you've got a bow that you can literally lay it down, put all that stuff on it. And you are not going to be disappointed. If you walked into your shop thinking, I want a Hoyt Matthews Bowtech elite PSE, whatever. And you don't shoot that new bow to make a good, fair comparison. Uh, you're missing out. Um, yeah. The, the, uh, other, the other thing we noticed on both bows quiet. And I know it's one of the things that we kind of, we threw in there, you know, in some of our testing over the years, and I'm not going to say it's scientifically perfect. We try to keep it as unbiased as possible, but that bow's quiet. It is absolutely the quietest bear, uh, definitely flagship model we've shot. And I think traditionally over the last three, four years when we've been testing bows, um, when we actually put the numbers to it, Matthews has traditionally been the quietest bow we've shot. The numbers on that bow are right there with it. It's as quiet, if not quieter, than any Matthews we've shot. And, and that's saying a lot. From a hunting bow, you want quiet. And they all range. And if you know anything about decibels, it doesn't take much to bounce a decibel, one, two, three decibels, one direction or the other. And we're doing these bows that are ranging from like 93, 94 on the bottom end 
to like 98 to 100 on the top end in decibels, it's it's audibly different to you. You can tell the difference between a quiet one and a soft one and a hard one, but that bow is as quiet as any bow we've shot. And I think that's going to be a selling point that if, if Bear doesn't capitalize on getting that word out, that this may be one of the quietest bows they've ever made, um, they're missing missing out on a marketing point. <laughs> yeah. No, that is, um, you said it perfectly. If you don't pick up this bow, um, you know, I think there's a lot of people who immediately write off Bear because, again, for so long, their flagships have been, you know, the 999 price point. So they've written off Bear as being, oh, that's the beginner level bow. Um, so I'm not going to pick that one up. If you don't pick up, the, I this is the bow that I believe that nobody in their right mind can say does not compete at the highest level. Uh, I think this is the bow that Bear has finally offered that nobody can say this bow doesn't compete um, because it absolutely will compete with any bow you put it up against on the market. Um, Dave, right, thought, 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 another thing before Dave, before Dave takes over on a 32, you know, he mentioned that bottom lens pattern. A lot of those old school patterns are coming back right now. And with the Fred bear camo look and the bottom lens camo look, um, if you're not wanting traditional, you know, real tree mossy oak, not that you can't get those because you can, but if you're wanting something that looks different and want old school, you know, Bear's got some options there that nobody else has got. Yeah, absolutely they do. Um, 32, Dave, what'd you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to say this, but I just absolutely agree with what Brian said. I mean, there's because I was thinking the same things when he's talking about the 30. And I think he's a little bit talking about the 32 as well there, but either way, cause it's, it's hard not to he mix took his thunder. You know, so they're so similar. <laughs> no, no. And that, that's the biggest problem similar. with the two bows is they're very, very similar. Very similar. I, I would say this, I, again, did I expect bear to do this? Absolutely not. I didn't think this was going to happen. I didn't think they'd ever put a bow in this price point, especially after doing the perception at a little bit more money. Um, so very happy to see it. So in the review, uh, yes, I agree. Um, we have multiple people shoot the bows, and then a lot of them will give me the feedback that they think about the bow. Um, again, I try not to be too subject subjective in our reviews because we're not a pro shop. We're not, you know, we're really just the average Joe picking up a bow and testing it. And um, now it's a little different because I've shot so many bows over the years. I get a little bit better feel than normal people would, I guess. But, you know, it shot great. I, there's absolutely going to be a hump at the back end for sure. I mean, you're going to get that. But one of the things I noticed about the bow was it, it wanted to go. Like when I when I went to fire, I tried to. What I always try to do with the bow is just draw it back and then try to let it down just to see where it's going to come over the top and try to go. And that thing really wanted to go. It was like, let's do this. You know, I got power and I want to show you <laughs> type thing. And I you said that. Kinda, you said this is one of the most powerful bows bears ever made. It, Absolutely. Um, Definitely one of the most powerful. It, it wanted to go. And I was like, damn. I don't know what you're speaking. Like, I watched one of your reviews the other night just to um, kind of prep for this. <laughs> and, oh, great. Here we go. <laughs> and, and this, and this I, I think you, you saw the same thing. I think those two bows put out probably some of the best speeds I've seen, um, not only from Bear, but across the board. It's as fast as any other bow out there. Even yeah. Though, yeah. And that speed thing is so subjective. Hey, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. They be sure. those things. And sometimes I wonder where they come up with them. And I'm not speaking specifically yep. about bear. I'm talking across the board. It's like, Oh, this thing I'd be yeah. at. And I, I've even had manufacturers call me and go, Hey, um, what chronograph are you using? I think your speeds are wrong. I'm like, 
dude, it's the same. Yep. Well, I, I don't know what to tell you. At one point, I went and got another pro shop down the road. I went and borrowed his chronograph and brought it over. They were like two feet second different. And I'm like, they're always going to vary a little, but I'm like, yeah. Know. But I always wonder where, you know, I know how, how bow companies get those speeds and how they get faster than what you and I can um, most of the time. But the numbers we posted, and like I said, I think I saw it on yours too, they were as fast as anything we shot. For sure. Yeah, they're fast. I, I, you know, that along with, I did like the, I like the small things they did. Like for instance, the hashes on the cam or, you know, on the, the cable slide, you could see and make adjustments. I'm not sure you guys use that as a pro shop that much, but I do think it's cool. Yeah, I like how they did the adjustments in the cam. I also like the vital grip along with the Grizz grip, the double grip option. I think that's sweet. I think that was a good idea. And I, I frankly, I do like the Grizz grip and I did like that vital grip. I had no issue with it. Um, but you know, I don't know. It, it, there's so many different aspects there in the little part of little parts of it that I think are cool. I did like that new suppression they put on it. I did think it was super quiet. Um, and, uh, yeah. And I also agree with your comment before about the refine. Cause I, it is the point that it was like, it's like, it's like there, but not really there. Right. It's like, it was at the top of the line, but there's something that's missing, right. To get into that $1,200 mark. But this one, this one definitely hits it. So what do you think sets them so apart? What, what do you think draws that line from the refine to the execute? Uh, personally, I, I think it's the, I think it's the, um, the, the, I don't want to say the word platform, but the stance, the bow is wider, the shorter limbs just seems to be working. I mean, let's, let's face it, you know, uh, I can name probably six, five or six brands that are doing that platform, that type of style where they're doing fat limbs, uh, wider pocket, you know, it, it's what's working. I mean, they wouldn't do it if it wasn't working. I assure you. Right. And so <laughs> they're all, they're all going that route. And I think that's why bear decided to go that route as well, because they see that it's giving something more that they couldn't get on the other type of platform with the thinner limb, the longer limb, the, si the single limb, like, you know, the, the single limb bows, there's only a couple left in the industry. Um, you know, that type of stuff is what I think, um, uh, is the reasons I think, you know, I don't know the, I can't nerd out on the expert part of it where it's like, this is exactly why it's going to do it because of this wide yeah. limb. But I can tell you from what I see, that's what it looks to me. Well, well, well let's face that not bear has some great engineers over there building bows and all the other manufacturers have great engineers. I am not an engineer. I don't think Dave's an engineer either, unless I'm badly mistaken. No. But at the end of the day, if people who are smarter than us with mathematical degrees and engineering degrees, are sitting down and putting these components together, whether it be Matthews, Hoyt, PSE, if they're saying wider stance is better, they've, they've tested that. It's not an accident. Um, yeah. If wider limbs are better, you know, if split limbs are better, then engineers have tested that. And, and Bear's got some great engineers just like everybody else. And if that's the way the market's going, I think one of the comments we made was about the, the riser dampeners. You know, Bear moved the riser dampeners out near the limb pockets. Hoyt did it. Matthews did it. It's not an accident. You know what I mean? Uh, these guys have tested those things and it just is what it is. And it's working, like you said, Dave, and it's working well. Uh, you know, it's making a better bow and a better experience for everybody. And Bear just had to follow suit and do the same, you know, create a product that, that was there with everybody else's. 
And this this advantage to bear, though, in my opinion, the advantage they're going to have on this, Dylan, to be honest, one of the biggest advantages to them, and uh, Brian, you might see this, you might not, but I would assume you will coming up, is that I think you're going to find a lot of bear shooters are going to upgrade and get into this, right? They're going to be like, oh, I've been waiting for this moment. You know, I love my bear bow. I'd like to step up. So I think I think we're going to see, I don't know how much that's going to happen, but I think you're going to see some of that. I think the bear shooters who are shooting anywhere from that $600 mark to the $999 will probably really consider this now because they love yeah. bear and bear has a huge following. So I, I don't think there's going to be an issue there or, or the people, the, thousands i don't even know how many people who have bought that adapt bow who are saying you know what i love this bow but i want to step up into the i want to get into that over a thousand dollar mark and go to the high end right so you just don't know what you're going to get from from sales but you know brian's going to see it soon i'm sure he'll have the separation for us next year well yeah we'll, how it went. We'll, see. we'll see how that goes but just make I sure mean, you ask them <laughs> are you were you shooting a bear before you came in <laughs> <laughs> and, and, which and model thing that i think you know when i mentioned those shops that just want to push you or move you where you didn't want to be. Um, unfortunately, when you do that, you leave a slightly bad taste in their mouth. And then when yeah. it is time, when, when, okay, I've spent the, you know, I bought the species EV for 419 or the adapt for 459. And then next year, two years from now, three years from now, you know what? It turns out I really like archery. I've killed a couple deer. I really like this. This is enjoyable. Um, having fun with the family. Now I do want to spend a thousand bucks or now I do want to spend 1200 bucks and outfit everything. And they come back to your pro shop, whoever you are out there or us. Um, and you've given them a good experience. Now you've got that option to move them forward and make that next sale. When, if you yeah. came at them from the other standpoint and was like, Oh no, you want to spend 600 bucks. Let me spend a thousand. Right. Know, let me put the, I was like, ah, that's not what I wanted to do. You know, when they're ready, <laughs> you know, if I walked onto a car lot and I want a Toyota Camry and you you drive me over and try to put me in a Lexus, you know, someday when I'm doing better and I want a Lexus, I'll come back and see you. But, you know, for today, I need a Toyota Camry. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, I, you know, real quick, Dylan, I do want to point out one important fact for people listening to this, that uh, there is a difference between the Camry and the Lexus. There is a difference. So, like, don't, you know, because I know a bow might be a good bow and there's nothing wrong with the adapt, but there are differences. There's a lot of detailed stuff that you're going to get on the high end that you're not getting on those those lower cost bows. So there are reasons to upgrade. It's just a matter. Do you want the best of the best? And that's what it comes down to. It's like anything it could be golfing. Do you want the best golf club or do you want the cheap golf club? People buy golf clubs every year that are two, three thousand dollars. I don't want so, any golf clubs. Realistic. I don't either. No, but, I'm not me either. Me but either. Great comparison. <laughs> But at the end of the day, you can still right. go to the golf club and play golf. And if you're pretty good at it, you'll still score pretty decent. And if you're really good at it, even with cheap clubs, you'll probably still beat any of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> you can beat me because I won't be there. <laughs> I, I hate golf. I hate this sport. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, I think if you're a hunter, you don't really like golf because you're already outside. So. I, got, yeah. I got better things to do. <laughs> so the adapt. The Adapt will be one of my bows. Uh, this will be my primary go-to pick up and hunt anything I want to hunt with bow. Um, I will have it set up with a React Trio um, for many reasons. I love that sight. I'll have it set up with a Sync MD, a Shock Stop Stabilizer, a VersaLite Quiver. I'll be running a Rupture 250 from Deer Crossing Archery. 
uh, total weight on that one is going to be about 600 grains. Um, and I'm going to be shooting about 125 out front with a, um, a heavy insert system on that. Um, the most questions I get, I, I get so many emails, phone calls, and text messages about what arrows I shoot. Um, I prefer deer crossing archery. I fell in love with them a long time ago. Uh, I shot them even before the, the new owners, um, I shot them a long time. Uh, I love the fact that I can get on their website and completely customize my arrow um, from the insert system and, and a total weight and the weight out front and the vein configurators. Uh, I absolutely love deer crossing archery. So that's what I'll be shooting out of both these bows. Also shoot that silencer out of my recurve as well. Um, and it's always performed super good out of my recurve, uh, which brings me to the Fred Eichler signature series. Um, have either of you got your hands on that bow? I have not. No, I haven't either. either. I'm not lucky enough yet. Um, but um, when, traditional when stuff traditionally takes a little extra time from bear, yes, and I don't yeah. expect to see that one for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, just so you guys know, uh, mark your calendars on the 19th. So um, in just about a week and a half, uh, almost two weeks, I'll have Fred Eichler on the show um, to really give the rundown on that bow, why he chose the things he chose, why he wanted it to shoot the way it shoots. Um, the way he wanted the rise of the cutouts, the, the, the everything on that bow. So if you want the rundown on that bow, come back on the 19th and we'll have Eichler on and talk everything. Uh, the Fred Eichler signature riser. I can say that is the, the recurve I will be shooting for the next far foreseeable future. Um, because it's sexy. Um, gentlemen, if you had to pick one bow, doesn't necessarily have to be a bear bow. If you had to pick one bow, that this execute shoots like, what would that bow be? I can't answer. I, I don't know how to answer because I'd have to. I'd have to shoot them side by side. But I, I, would, I mean, I would agree with that statement. I, I <laughs> didn't remind you of any bows. It. it remind me. Of it's anything? got a lot of power, man. Like it's that's a hard question because I I have to reshoot if. Like I'd, I'd want to go pull a I, book, very similar spec <laughs> and put them side by side, but um, yeah, I I don't I don't know. It's so and, different. The the thing about it, Dylan, is the cams are so different on each brand that like when you draw a Hoyt or you draw a Elite or you draw a Matthews, they all feel a lot different than each other right. compared to a Bear. So it's really hard to say like they would compare. I think more of the feeling comes, in my opinion, you're gonna well, you're gonna feel that no matter what, right? If if you like the draw cycle or not, but the grip, the way the grip feels, that's that to me has always been important because it's right there in my hand. And, I, and the way the heaviness, the heaviness of the bow, right? The weight. Um, this one was one of Bear's heaviest bows. I think it's just over four point five pounds. It's like four point six or seven. It was somewhere in there, and I remember it being a little bit heavier than normal. So it's not a normal weight for Bear. Bear's usually pretty light bows. So that's this is a different, totally different feel. Right. The only reason I ask is because, and if there isn't one, that's fine. But, you know, there's been times in the past where I pick up a bow and I'm like, oh, man, this takes me back to the, you know, whatever. This takes me back to the Kuma 30, you know, I mean, uh, just things like that where I'm like, this bow reminds me of, of another bow. Um, so if not, that's fine. I just, you know, for a lot of listeners, they think, well, is there a bow that it compares to? I mean, uh, is there a bow that, you know, I can wrap my head around that I've shot before? And, but if not, that's, that's, that's perfectly fine. I was, I was trying to run through my head of, you know, like 
like grips and, and every, like Dave said, every boat manufacturer is just a little bit different. Um, but from a grip standpoint, I like it. It's a very good feeling grip. And there's a handful of them out there that I don't like. Um, and again, some of that's subjective and personal. Um, but like, I, I wouldn't compare the grip to anything. I mean, when I, when I look at the new Hoyt grips, they're shaped so much differently. They're thinner in the top than what your guys is. Um, when I look at a Matthews grip, which frankly is probably one of my least favorite grips. Um, it's preach. What? I said preach. We'll talk about this next week for sure. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with a Matthews grip. You just, you got to be the guy that shoots that grip and I ain't that guy. So <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. Except I agree. For everything. I agree. Um, and and so and then I go to a PSE grip, and a PSE grip is super thin, somewhat blocked off, straight, you know, lower wrist to it. Um, you go to a Bowtech, and a Bowtech's just a little blockier. Um, an Elite, I, I, it just they're all different, and and bears again different, and and. You know, you mentioned you did you like that Versa grip. I don't like that Versa grip, but I like a thin grip like that. Typically, I did not like the Versa grip on on the bare bows. That Grizz grip, I like that, and and I don't typically like a full, you know, like a full filling grip in your hand. And that one's somewhere in between. It's thin, but it's got some shape to it. Just enough in there to fill the palm, but still sit where it's supposed to for a proper grip um, and then just the, the soft touch feel to it. I like that better. I, I honestly thought that other grip that bear had on everything else, that Versa grip. Um, and I don't want to, you know, be too hard on it, but I, I just thought it was a little cheap feeling. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Um, um, we have to make a podcast correction. I said vital grip. It was Versa grip. Thank you, Brian, for correcting uh, me. Uh, yeah. Vital grip is the Hoyt grip. So that's what I said earlier, but I meant Versa grip. So it comes with the Versa grip and the Grizz grip. Now that is, uh, it doesn't come with the Hoyt grip. <laughs> yeah, that that would be weird. <laughs> the name of this episode is now "Get a Grip." Um, no, I'm just, <laughs> this is getting weird. Um, no question though. I had a guy bring up an interesting point. He said, "Dylan, I firmly believe that if you were to blindfold everyone and put them in a dark room, they can't see the bow." All they, you're going to change the grip so it's a universal grip across the board. Every bow will shoot just as good as the other, and they won't be able to tell you which bow's which. Disagree. I, like, I disagree. I disagree. 100%. <laughs> but really? I, I will I, say, you I, may not be able to tell which bow is which, but you correct, will feel yeah. I, I may, oh, if, Major if, differences. Especially if you did away with the grip. Now, if you handed them to me with the, the actual, you know, the way they are, um, I would, I, I might mix a few of them up, but I'd get, I, I'd know which one, but I shoot a lot of bows. That's what I've been. Yeah. It sounds like it'd be a fun viral video for me and Brian to do together in the dark. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> see who gets more. See who, yeah. See who, who, actually, see who accidentally gets okay, an arrow in their leg. Content now. We, we've, yeah, I think that'd be a fun one. Just like <laughs> blindfold Dave and Brian. I like that idea. We're just going to hand them bows and go. With, with the grip. Like there's a motor test they used to do. Which car is this? And all you get is just a, boom, and you're like, uh, Mustang, 1972. You know? 
<laughs> no, but the, the, the point that that gentleman was making was that most guys who are so brand loyal and, oh, it's either this or nothing. Like, if I put you in a dark room, you probably couldn't even pick. If the, again, the grips were all the same, you probably couldn't even say, oh, that was my bear. You know, that was that was it. And most guys don't shoot enough different bows to know the difference. Yeah, yeah. again, because they're so brand think, loyal. The but if you put them in- guy doesn't have enough experience. Right. I'm not not insulting anybody. Um, because sometimes I'll put myself in this group. A lot of guys will come in and they're like, Oh, we gotta have this, gotta have that. I'm like, look, at the end of the day, you will kill no more deer with three thousand dollars worth of equipment than you will with $600 worth of equipment because you still yeah. got to be in the right place at the right time and make the right shot. And I can stand out there and shoot dots at 20 yards with anything in this shop. I don't care what it costs. I can stand there and shoot dots at 20 yards. It, it all comes down to personal feel. What do you want to spin and what do you want to have? Now, is there differences? Absolutely. Are there improvements and better you know, equipment there? where maybe occasionally it might have made a difference. But at the end of the day, it's the guy behind the bow, and most people don't shoot good enough. Yeah. And I'll put myself in that. You know, I'm no Levi Morgan, okay? I am no Dave Cousins. I'm I'm none of these guys. And if you stand me on the line, they're going to eat me alive shooting spots. But most people can't shoot at that level. So if you buy a 6,000 straightness arrow – or a match grade 1,000 straightness arrow from whoever. Yeah. Try to compare them at 20 yards shooting in the yard or 30 yards with your hunting bow. You're not good. You'll never know the difference. That's a hair. <laughs> that's a hair. Yeah. That's a hair off your head difference in straightness. But, but when it comes to these bows, I mean, if you if you hand me a legit and you hand me an execute, you can I'm tell the difference. difference. Yeah. And I'm going to notice the difference. Now, maybe the average guy wouldn't, but. No, I think taking that type of leap, anybody would tell. Um, you know, I think anybody can say that one I just shot was a lot faster, a lot quieter, a lot less vibration. That was different. Like that's a better bow. Um, but I think across the board, brand wise, all flagships, all grips are the same. Again, you might be able to tell that man, that was a little bit quieter, that was a little bit smoother. But I, I just think, man, you're not gonna be able to pick out like I've I've said it for years that there's not much difference in everybody's flagship bow. Right. I mean, take all of them. It literally comes down to a personal preference, maybe a brand loyalty. And I, I swear sometimes you could put a Matthews hand, bow in that, that diehard Kool-Aid drinking Matthews guy who I don't care how bad it is. I mean, I remember when I did the review on their 27, the draw cycle on that bow was bad. It was just bad. Okay. And, and Matthews, even when they called me afterwards, um, I wasn't even a dealer at the time. And some people were like, they bashed me online for that one hard. And when they called me and wanted us to be a dealer, I said, I know we gave you a hard time because we're big boys. It's okay. It was, a, you know, it was not a good feeling bow. But if you put that in any, I, mean, I know how many guys walked into a shop and go, got to have the new 27. That thing's fantastic. And I'm like, glad you like it. Here you go. Shoot it, buddy. You know, but I think some of them, you could just put a terrible bow in their hand and they'd be like, but it says this on it and it's mine. Yeah. (laughs) I would agree. I would agree. That's nothing new though. Think of the, do you guys see the thing that Payless did 
they did a thing where they changed their name to Palouse or something. They are selling the same twenty dollars shoe for four hundred dollars. <laughs> it's all over TikTok. Don't it was everywhere. I didn't see it, but I could see that you know this thing feels fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so they said as soon as the price went up, they're like, "Oh my god, I gotta have it!" And all these rich people are trying to buy it just for the name. Like it's crazy. Yep. It's like Tesla, right? The hundred thousand dollars subcompact car. I mean, it's like wow. It's just it's just crazy. It's a flex. It's just how it goes. <laughs> yep. It's all about flexing. So, in you guys' opinion, what's the single best bow that Bear put out this year? Overall, I'm going to say 32. I, I like the 32 better than the 30. I'm going to take it from a perspective of just, you know, versatility and the amount of people able to purchase it. So I'm going to say the XR because I, I honestly do like that bow a lot. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. – well, They're going to sell more sweet. XRs than they do executes, and that's oh. as a price. Well, listen, last year I had a refine in my hands. I had already shot deer with the refine, and then I shoot the, the Alaskan, and I'm like, no, I'm going to the Alaskan. This is a better bow. Um, I I like nice it better. Bow. That was a really nice bow. It's phenomenal shooting. Uh, so I literally like I switched. I'm like, this is I I enjoy shooting this more. And uh, yeah, it's it's a sixty percent of the cost uh, of the of the of the refine, but I like it better. Um, gentlemen, I ask all of my guests, what's one field note? One tech tip one um little piece of advice you can give the listener and make them a better hunter um do you have a tip on buying new bows oh man this one's better for brian <laughs> shoot them all and, and we ship yeah. a lot of those like we we ship bows all over the country and and to a lot of different folks and i realize it's not possible to always get to a shop and shoot one um and, and i get that but there's there's no substitute for a test drive. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I, I would I would highly recommend that even if you're going to purchase it online, and even if you hate that dealer that pissed you off, uh, or you don't like going to Bass Pro or Cabela's, walk in there and shoot one, and then go get it somewhere else. Call me. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> you know, or go hey. find a dealer that you do like, but you know, yeah. shoot it know what you want, make sure you like it, enjoy it, and then get it where you want to get it. Hey, I've already told my my tip on buying a new bow is find a good bow tech. Um, doesn't matter really who you buy it from, but find somebody good who can work on it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm X amount of hours from Brian, but, uh, there's no good bow techs in my area. And I'm like, I'm not going to have you set up my bow if it's crap. Uh, <laughs> and so I told Brian, I said, dude, I'm shipping you my bow and my arrows. And uh, yeah. get her set up and tuned for me, uh, because a good Bowtech is is almost important as a good taxidermist. Um, so, and you won't need a taxidermist <laughs> if you have a bad Bowtech. So, there, there's my tip for you. <laughs> what do you got for us, Mine's Dave? Mine's budget. Mine's budget. Just know what you want before you go in money wise. What you can afford. Go to your dealer and tell them exactly the amount of money you can spend up to, and that way. It, every, they know exactly where to start you, you know, what to put you. And I, I just, I always feel like people, you know, they might, they, you know, like you were saying, Brian, earlier, like, oh, well, I don't, how do I know what to give them, right? Do you want $1,100, $1,200, you know? So it's better if you go in knowing what you want to spend, tell your dealer, this is what I'm looking to spend. It's the most I can do. And then at least you can see what will fit in that range and make a decision. Because the last thing you want to do is be upset with your dealer for upselling you 
if that's not what, you know, if you can't give them the information, you have to give them something to start to make it a fair transaction of both parties. So, and if a dealer tries to upsell you, just go find a different dealer. (laughs) Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with an upsell. I'm just saying like, if you, if it's going to make you upset, then you should go in with the budget and be ready to go. Because yeah, I mean, I might go in and say, well, I my budget's like four grand, so I can do what I want. You know what I mean? So t- upsell me, tell me what's best, right? I mean, but I, I'm just saying, have that budget ready. I, I literally had a kid walk in the other day. Um, it's been a few weeks ago, but he came in, he's a younger kid. And he's like, you know, I want to spend this. And this is to the to the point of the upsell. And I didn't upsell him. I mean, we did but we didn't. Okay. We let him upsell himself. Yeah. He came in. Yeah. Yeah. He came in and he's like, you know, I want to look at the new adapt. You know, I want to spend five, 600 bucks. I'm like, cool. Let me go get you one. He's like, well, what about this bow? I'm like, okay. Well, he walked out of here with a refine. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And I didn't do that to him. I'm like, uh, dude, you wanted to be here. That's okay. Like I just want to, (laughs) and I even told him like, you walked in here wanting, $500. Five hundred dollars. Yeah. You walked out of here spending eleven, twelve hundred dollars when we were done. And I'm like, okay, as long as you're happy, dude. <laughs> you know, yeah, his choice. <laughs> and that's the perfect example. If the if the kid would have hopped online and just bought an adapt, uh, and then later on he would have shot a refine and thought, crap, I like this bow a lot better. I should have yeah. went with this bow. Um, that's why you go to your shop, even if you think you know what bow you have in mind that you want, go to your shop and shoot all of them. Um, before we go, got to give a shout out to my friend over at Nick's Knife Works. Nick, Nick Deeker is a good friend of mine right here in the great state of Kansas. He makes some of the finest hand forged knives on planet Earth. Um, I'm all, I, I'm a knife connoisseur. I love knives. My passion is to just sit and sharpen knives. That's what I do for fun. Um, and Nick makes very, very high quality hand forged knives. He'll build them exactly how you want them. Uh, he'll fit them exactly where you want them to fit. Whether you want an everyday carry or a lightweight binocular harness knife uh, like myself, uh, he'll build it exactly how you need it to function. So go check out nicksknifeworks.com. Gentlemen, thank you guys so much for coming on. Guys, I would highly encourage all of you, shoot every bow for this year. Don't just automatically write off the execute as being a bare bow. Um, Shoot them all uh, because the execute will perform with any other bow on the market and the um, XR is going to shoot better than you think it's going to shoot. So shoot them all, figure out what works best for you, and that's what you should be headed into the woods with for 2023. Guys, thanks for listening. You guys have a great week.